Hello and welcome to Down the Plug Hole, the podcast about student life under lockdown. We're here from Student Media at Bath to bring you an alternative take on everyone's favourite global pandemic with stories from our university community. This is part one of the episode. Join us next week for part two. Okay, so welcome to Down the Plug Hole, episode five. This week I'll be chatting to the current SU officer team. I'm joined by Eve. Francesco. Hello. Rukia. Hi. Tom. Hey, everyone. Alicia. Hi. And Gianni. Hello. So we'll be chatting about their time running the show and getting to know them a little better and testing how well they know each other. So to open the podcast, we've got a bit of a quick fire series of questions about Bath and your time here, as well as your favourite things about the city. So... First of all, this is the big important one. You're going to have to really sort of do some soul searching for this. What is your favourite SU bagel? Eve. Oh, it's got to be bacon and brie with sweet chilli sauce. Sesame seeds. Sorry, I feel like I've taken that from other people, but time and time again, it's my remedy and I miss it intensely. I never thought of the sweet chilli. It changes the game. Good insight. Okay, you, you can say the same one, but it will be boring if you do so just like that. <laughs> um, so and Gianni what about you uh, so my favorite would be peppers avocado and hummus so you don't ask for any sauce so use hummus as a sauce so basically because past time did this uh, rating of different bagel combinations so I tried some of them and then that one's like my absolute favorite <laughs> that's the one that stuck that actually does sound really good to be fair the avocado is a good one works very well depends on how you're feeling to be fair doesn't it because if I'm hungover then bacon avocado mushroom is a really good combo Ooh. kind of like a fry up yeah I didn't know they existed on a, on a bagel but I saw it and I thought I've got to see how this goes okay so now next question your favorite place to drink in Bath and your favorite thing to drink while you're there the rooftop on a really sunny day Holland Wood House. They also do an amazing cocktail, which is Sauvignon Blanc and gin and a load of other stuff in it. So like, i.e. the two best things in existence together in the same glass and it's delicious. And if you get there, you can get there like early afternoon on a weekend and then just secure your table and stay there until the sun goes down and it's bliss. Wow, Sauvignon Blanc and gin. Very Huns at home, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Tom, what about you? So I'm torn right now. And I think the obvious answer for me would be Spoons, Shipyard Pale Ale. It is the, the most basic choice, but it's cheap and cheerful. And, and then on the complete flip side, okay, when we're going for like very nice drink followed by a meal out, we'll be looking at like Dark Horse. They are incredible. Like the staff there are amazing. Seasonal cocktail menu. Like I've never kind of had the same thing more than once. Like I'd wholeheartedly recommend if anyone's not been yet um much more on the kind of pricey side um but you know maybe you could have one drink at dark horse followed by a drink at spoons they're very close and you know you kind of even out at a reasonable price for, for two <laughs> drinks talking mean mean average uh Rukia, what about you i'm gonna keep it halal and say i do quite like a basic you know like mocha from um the forum cafe in town you know because i do like my coffee and i'm craving it so badly you know it's so sad that we can't go to coffee shops no more you know i think that's the biggest l we're facing in in 2020 you know
Okay, what's the next question? What is your favourite overall place in Bath? Like if you had to just choose one place to go back to? STV Beach Volleyball Courts. <laughs> How original. You're always planned, and that's Honestly. that's commendable, you know. Yeah. yeah. I was talking before we started recording, I was talking about, you know, how much I love sand, sand between my toes, and that is probably the only place in Bath where you could do that without, I guess, being in like a construction site or something. I feel like that's quite a construction site kind of thing. Sand. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Eve, what about you? What's your favourite place? Virgil Building. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 um, so, I, and I suppose this is quite topical because last weekend, I think it's like last weekend, like would have been summer ball and like what the campus looks like on a summer ball night and knowing that I will never see that again <laughs> is like actually quite an upsetting thought because it just feels super magical and it's it's so good that it's on the campus that you've been up to every day doing you know your hodge logs in the library and like all of that kind of stuff and then suddenly it just feels like a bit of a wonderland for a night and that for me is like super special so besides the cliches of like the circus and the crescent in town it has to be campus on a summer ball night for me oh that's very cute i would have to say uh the little theater the cinema in bath it's such a cute beautiful little place and it's so cozy and the movies that are shown there are super nice and i got a bloody membership at late february and i got to watch like one movie and then all the theater all the cinemas shut so i really want to go back and make the most out of it and if it was an outdoor place it would be already weird and uh, Rokia, what about you? What's your favourite place? It's weird, but I really like Kingsmead Square because of the like memories I have there of like, um, you know, not being bothered to go to the library and like studying and being kicked out of coffee shops because I was there for too long. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's a nice kind of like sentimental spot. And like, the, I really like the tree there as well. It's quite a nice tree. And it's doing a good job at like oxygenating us, you know, so I just want to <laughs> recognise that. Shout out to the tree. <laughs> what about you, no, Gianni? What's your favourite place? So, so uh, actually, I, uh, when I was a postgraduate, I actually lived ne- near to Kingsmith like, Square. And then like every time when I was about to go out to like meet my friends or stuff, and I just say like, OK, we'll meet at the, the, under the big tree. So we call it the big tree. Mm. So, yeah. Just a side note. Um, I think on campus, my favorite place would be level five, uh, the library. So uh, I just spent so much time there when I was in my first year as a SAB while I was doing my dissertation in summer. Like that's a place where I switch from a full-time SU officer to a student. Off campus wise, I'd say it's the Cafe Nero uh, near the station because I got a friend who has been doing a PhD and she is uh, she has been commuting for in the recent like couple of years. So she is not living in Bath. So every time when she comes, we would meet there. And then when she leaves for home, we'll still like have a cup of coffee there and then before and then she will go. So yeah. Next question. What is your favourite bar nightclub? You could say bridge, but it would not reflect well on you. Comedia fame. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Comedia Motown. 
Score. Yeah. Excuse me. Score. 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 I actually have like quite a deep loathing for most of the clubs in Bath, but the one I loathe the least is probably Comedia, to be honest. Yeah. Mostly because of fame. Yeah, Alicia, I... I thought you would say Bump and Grind. So I haven't been to Bump and Grind this year, and I think that that's, I feel like I've leveled up by going to fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not miss it? You don't feel like you've sort of left an important part of you behind? I, I think we're all here for growth and development and change. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore, this final year has taught me where value lies, which is score and fame. Also, can we just appreciate that quite a lot of us are old enough to remember XL? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was... I don't think I actually ever went to XL and didn't throw up on a night out and that says all you need to know about XL. It was a terrible, terrible place. 99 P drinks. XL definitely was it's worse than bridge. It yeah. was just everything about it, the mirrors, this the like mi- the the mirrors right around the dance floor, the weird placing of a DJ, the disgustingly cheap alcohol where you're a bit like what are you actually (laughs) serving me (laughs) the amount of stairs like who that amount of stairs in a club like that's a recipe for disaster no one risk assess that they had like a weird weird, like lounge thing at the top and everything was like stupidly dark i mean i know clubs generally are but that was just on another level like no horrible has anyone been there like now that it's changed to like some it's swanky? It's so little... nice. Like, yeah, fancy. I like it. It's Walcott House. It was really, really nice. They do really good evenings there. Uh-huh. Very, very expensive though. Super, yeah, I've like, from Excel. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, I think I think I joined like one year too late for Excel, but it sounds like I've really missed out on an yeah. mm. experience. It's all blessing. Your soul was saved. <laughs> I mean, well. I say that, but we kept coming back. It was yeah, horrible, true. but we, we, we went back. Excuse me. <laughs> we were fresh. Were you saying we didn't go any better? I think I went twice. Okay, now we'll go back to the more uni angle of uni. Who is your favourite lecturer or professor and why? Oh my God, I love Mumna Hajmadi from Biology and Biochemistry. She's amazing. She's so powerful. When I say like I love her, like I'm not obsessed with her in a weird way, but I think she's like the coolest person here. And I really want her to like be the prime minister of this country. Yeah, I mean, she'd probably do a better job. I don't even know her, but I can... It's not difficult at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Gianni, what about you? Do you have a favourite? Uh, yes. I, I don't actually have many lectures because, like, the... Because the translation program, so we only have, like, a handful of lectures. But this... Uh, I have a lecturer called David. He is part-time, but he only teaches one module, which is like translation software. The reason I really like him is because I think he encourages his students all the time. Uh, There was one time I was on the bus and then he got on board, so we had a chat. And then we were talking about like working as a translator and stuff. And he said that, oh, think about like working for the UN. I actually applied a few times. The first time, like I, I didn't get in to the in, even the interview round. The second time, uh, like I failed the interview and 
and he was trying the third time. And then after I graduated, I haven't been touch with him for like ages and then we just the other day we just like uh, came across on campus and he told me that he got that UN job and then it was like such an amazing like experience for him and it was like I like, just those like bits and pieces that he was spreading to us I think that was like really valuable so yeah I just think uh, he's such an inspiration for all of us I think. Mm. Oh Francesca what about you? Got a favorite? Um, I would have to go with Anna Weeks from Department of Politics. She was my dissertation supervisor and I was just I just always had that mix of kind of like awe and and like love and fear of her because she is just absolutely incredible and she's like this like this like badass PhD from Harvard and she does like world winning research and she just kind of like teaches politics on the side. She writes books and everything. <laughs> I actually I asked her to be my, dis- my dissertation supervisor after she marked one of my essays and she gave me like a 45. So I was like, I am a good student and I'm going to prove you wrong. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. And she got really interested in the research that I was doing. She just like kept like giving more material, more work, which I never really understood if she was rewarding or punishing me. But in the, <laughs> in the end, it kind of like worked out quite well and yeah I actually absolutely adore her and I'm going to send her the link to this so she knows. Oh that's so lovely. Alicia what about you do you have a Um, that springs to mind? I have I have a a few um I think Di Moon uh was a very very um engaging lecturer everyone enjoyed his lectures and I think he was very, very, uh, he kind of tailored his learning to what you needed or what you were interested in. Um, although he said he's political, he teaches political ideologies. I kind of told him, I'm only ever interested in this political thinker because I'm interested in freedom of speech as a concept. So that's the only one I'm kind of kind of attend. And he was like, yeah, OK, that's sick. Here are all of the relevant readings for it. And he wasn't precious and traditional about you need to know about Marx and you need to know about you know, all of these other thinkers, if like, you know, in the same way, in the same depth, but let's uh, use your interest and expand it as much as possible. Uh, Aurelien Mondon, who teaches race and racism, has also been a very, very, uh, has been a lecturer who's been very, very formative in my understanding of race and race relations. And whilst I didn't take his module, um, I ended up reading a lot of his reading list and been working with him as a student as well as professionally. And Sophie Whiting um, in understanding how peace is created after extended periods of war and the role that females play in the peace process. Um, And finally, Bill DeRodier. I know he's it's a bit of a controversial character, but I think he was very, very important in ensuring that I'm continuously thinking critically and to put it crudely, playing the devil's advocate. But in playing that and going through that process, it allows you to come to a more sustained and cohesive and collaborative answer, which I don't think that which at times can be quite difficult to do. Uh, for some people, um, and I think it's a very, very important thing for politics students to go through. Nice. Yeah, I definitely agree with um, Diana Radian there. <laughs> absolute, absolute legends in the game. Um, what about you, Eve? Um, so I spent so little time doing my actual degree that I had to sort of rack my brains for who lectured me. But uh, there's this guy in the psychology department called Ian Fairholm, and like students love him because he 
in first year psychology does a module called mind and behavior which is basically like all of the classic things that you might want to know about psychology that a lot of people cover at a level and um the one the one thing that i remember him teaching me <laughs> was in a mind and behavior lecture where he was talking about how the brain works and he explained why foot massages are so pleasurable because the bit of the brain that is stimulated when you get a foot massage is next to the bit of the brain that's stimulated when you orgasm and like i remember he said it in first year and everyone was like oh my god this is like game changing like this is what I learned at uni this year and like I can guarantee you if there's one thing that psychology graduates learn from their degree it's that fact and that's that, all down to Ian for at home. Wow so that's why people have a thing for feet is it? Yeah science <laughs> kids. Wow, science. That is good science. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay so now we're going to move on to the non-quickfire questions. These are the quick fire ones, so buckle up everyone. Um, so, uh, right, I'll come to Francesco first. What would you say is your proudest achievement as an officer? So it could be something really like important or deep, or it could be something really small, like working out what's the optimal amount of pints to drink at happy hour. I still don't know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. It's I don't know what they put in those double pints, but but man, they get to me. I remember when I lived on off campus and I just had like one and a half, and I would stand up and be like, "This is gonna be hard," and I would just sit down again. Anyway, um, glad we're having this today and not like a week ago because I can say, proudest achievement as officer. Declaration of Climate Emergency, which is something that uh, literally all of us and and the students and the student groups, we have been a pain on the university side to be, you know, nice and not swear, like I've done this morning at the workout. <laughs> Knowing that like that campaign kind of like started with us, with the top 10, it kind of like started from the offices and then we kind of like branched it out to the students and we got students group, student groups on board something from everyone. And then in the end, we became this major driving force that got that result um, that we got last week, which was a declaration and uh, targets of carbon neutrality, which is exactly what we've been asking since the beginning. And in this setting where, um, where it's so difficult, like we have established to get anything done, getting exactly what you've asked for is something to really be proud of. Right. Okay, now on to a sort of a, a lighter one. What do you think is the most stereotypically bar thing you've ever done? Gone to zero zero and regretted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that tracks, yeah. <laughs> and I know that, I know you're pulling weird faces, but I know that you agree with me. <laughs> Tom, what about you? So... I'd probably say after I won my first, um, like the first election, so after I realised I was going to be Mr Sport year one, I took out um, a few of my friends um, who had been working really hard on the campaign with me um, and we had a um, bit of a pamper session. So we went over to the, the spa and we had like a nice little spa day um, and then went over to, um, where did we have lunch? 
I don't remember. Um, but then we kind of like went out for lunch, um, you know, had a couple of cocktails, then went over to the cinema um, and just had like this kind of like huge day out in Bath and then off to, um, well, actually to Nando's, which wasn't, I guess, particularly <laughs> Bath. But, okay. but it was that kind of like, it was that really nice pamper day. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's a very Bath day. That's great. <laughs> and Rikia, what, what would you say is the most stereotypically Bath thing you've done? So for me, I'm like the, the the most Essex person ever, but um, so it's difficult for me to think about something. But the one thing I can think of is getting a National Trust um, membership. That's the that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's very Bath, actually. Say, that's the most the yeah. most Bath yet. Yeah. We don't have nature in Essex, so there's no point in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Brooks, did you get that like at the beginning of the office year? Yeah. <laughs> Did, have you used it? Yeah, like, I've used it with it. Because I've not used, used it once. Because, <laughs> all right, so when, when we got in, like the, all the kind of outgoing officers were like, oh, yeah, we, we always go to, you know, National Trust properties and, you know, we, we do like little days out of National Trust at kind of, you know, properties. And like, we were like, oh, yeah, sick, we'll, we'll, we'll get National Trust cards. I have not been to a single one. We have not done that. This is, you know, just missold the officer experience there. I'm really glad I didn't get one at this point. I end on the cautious side, and I was right. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's a good statement of intent, isn't it? Having a national trust card, if if the intention is to kind of, I don't know, be a fifty-year-old rambler. But nah, I respect it. <laughs> this is part one of the episode. Join us next week for part two. Thanks for listening to the Down the Plug Hole podcast. Please submit any weird stories to the Google Doc next to this podcast. Watch this space. We'll be back here at the same time next week.